0: Bible, you might like to turn to Mark chapter 9, just for a moment or two. Mark chapter 9 and verse 17. I'm going to speak at just a few moments this morning um, about uncertainty and the power of uncertainty. And uh, that's where we're going to go. And dealing with our uncertainties and dealing with doubts that we might have uh, in life. And uh, going to just touch on that over the next few moments. But in Mark um, chapter 9, we read these words. Verse 17, this for someone might be a well-known story and all will be revealed as we unpack this together just in the next few moments. Mark 9, verse 17 in the NIV reads like this. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall it be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Verse 21 reads like this. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. This was a uh, pathetic situation. You can just hear the heart of this dad. From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire um, or, or water to try to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus replied. Everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet And he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors with his disciples, they asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. This kind can come out only by prayer. And then a a similar passage, but in uh, Matthew's gospel, and it's pertinent. And so it's Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. This is a, And this is pertinent because it, it goes with the same story, but from Matthew's point of view, Matthew 17 verse 20 says this. He replied, and "Because you have little faith, truly, I tell you, if you have faith uh, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move, from here to there, and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you who believe." So you know, um, I want to take up the, the, just for a few moments how we can deal with our doubts, our uncertainties. At the moments in life when we think, "Are you really there, God? Is that really going to happen? Do you really exist?" You know, as a Christian, there'd be moments in my life where I've got to be honest. I've had doubts. I've had certain moments of uncertainty. And what what do you do? What can you do? And um, you know, this will happen to all of us from time to time. Maybe you're in a, a moment like that in your life right now, thinking, "Where are you, God?" You're, you're, you're da- you're, you've got a sort of a, a sense of doubt creeping in. And then, you, and then we begin to feel bad at being doubtful, don't we? We feel awful and we don't, we don't let anyone know as a Christian, hey, I've got doubts. Because oh, you shouldn't have doubts, brother or sister. You know, and, and so we, there's this whole vicious circle that can creep in. Nobody will talk about it, and we can feel awful about it. And then we beat ourselves up, and then we go into an even deeper a doubt, beat myself up, guilty, all sorts of syndrome that goes on in our hearts and lives. And, and, uh, and we don't talk about it because we think that people think, well, I've got lack of faith. I'm not really a true Christian. I'm not, I'm not good enough. And so there's this whole thing that can go on. And it's this aspect that I want to deal with just for a few moments today. I believe that we, to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I make that statement at the beginning. But there will have, we will have doubts from time to time. So what can we do about it? And in this story, we get a bit of a picture of what can happen during uncertainty and the heartbeat of God in our uncertainty. And this is really very beautiful. And it's that I want to take for the next couple of moments. Three things that we're going to look at. And it's this. It's not wrong to have doubts. It probably means that you've got faith Right. And I'll explain what I mean by that in the next moment. That's the first thing. Second thing, it's not based on the amount of your faith. Okay. Uh, And I'll explain that in a moment or two. Uh, and And the third thing is when in doubt, keep speaking to God. Keep talking. When in doubt. When in doubt, keep talking to God. And that's quite a challenge when you feel pain, uncertainty. And so there's three things that I want to look at. And they're sort of based on this story. First of all, number one. It's not wrong to doubt. Um, you know, it, it probably means that you do have faith. A sense of uncertainty can come from time to time in our lives. It's part of following Jesus, being doubtful at times. I think the danger is that we have so Hollywoodized, ized uh, um, sort of majestic warrior faith. And we are to have faith. Is it without faith? The Bible says it's impossible to please God. Absolutely believe that categorically. Okay? But the danger can be that there is that we've only seen stories and heard, and they are spectacular, amazing stories of big men and women. In, I mean big in sense of faith. Big people of faith. And we've seen these stories. And, and then what we can do, we can Hollywoodize those as being the big norm. Now, they are amazing, and it's an encouragement to have faith, of course. But what about for the mortals amongst us, little old you and me, who at times don't feel big on the inside? And maybe this morning, you, didn't feel, you don't feel big on the inside in your faith today because you're going through something. I believe that God understands and cares about you and I in the midst of not feeling so big on the inside. Look, it's this. There is a difference between willful unbelief and uncertainty, doubt. Jesus often recoiled at unbelief. Willful, I don't believe God. That I refuse. Willful unbelief is, I won't believe. Uh, uncertainty, doubt is, I'm finding it hard to believe. There's a, there's a bit of a difference. Jesus, Jesus dealt with willful unbelief. And he speaks into our doubts, okay? Um, willful unbelief is obstinacy. Um, uncertainty, doubts, is honesty. We're scared to say to somebody beside us, unless it's at home with one person we really trust as a Christian, I'm not sure what I'm believing at the moment. You hear some modern, in, the modern age, in our modern age, some well-known Christians doing something called deconstructing their faith, moving away from their Christian faith. And it's because over the years, we've not been able to talk about our doubts and encourage one another. And encourage each other on in our faith. So I'm not saying it's how, you know, you can, you know, don't, you know, faith, you know, watering down. I'm not watering down faith. And you'll see this. But what I'm saying is, and we see this. And so when, so when the man, when Jesus comes to the man, he said, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. He had an uncertainty, a doubt. And Jesus then heals his son. He didn't say to him, oh, you of little of unbelief. He said it to his disciples, because of what was going on in their their sort of obstinacy, their their sort of willfulness, their their worldliness. And so there is this sense that so so what I want to say is, is it's not wrong to have doubts. And at the moment, if you're doubting, it's 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 what do we do with that? It's what do we do with that? Well, we share that with, we should be able to share that with one another and bear each other up in that rather than say, you shouldn't be doubting. It's like saying to someone who's depressed, you shouldn't be feeling depressed. <laughs> someone that says, I'm not sure what I'm believing at the moment. Well, you shouldn't be feeling like that. We're here to say, okay, how can we help? And we see this with, with Jesus approaching this man. He, he, actually, he, actually, he actually heals his son. In the midst of his doubts, he answers his prayer. What does that say about my doubts at times? When, I've, when I give up, when I doubt and I think, oh, I bet I'm going to give up. So it's, this is an amazing, an amazing account, and it shows the heartbeat of the grace of Father God. It really is quite spectacular. Second thing that I would say on this story: it's not the size or the amount of your faith, uh, uh, you know. And this is what I said: there is a danger we've Hollywoodized the warrior big faith, um, and uh, there are times in my life where I feel very small on the inside. I don't feel I've got much. I don't, I don't know what to believe. I, I'm at the end of my tether. It's interesting, in, the, in, the, in the Ephesians chapter 6, the apostle Paul says, and having done all, he says something quite amazing, and this has always been my lifeline, and having done all, stand. When you get to the end of the road, just hold on to him. There are times in my life where I don't feel I can run, I can charge, I can I can stare, I can go with the, I can go over the top, I can, I can take it to the yeah. devil, I can withstand this. I just feel as if it's like the boxer who's just about standing on his feet, you know, and he won't, he's being punched in the boxing ring. It's not a sport that I particularly like, boxing really, but when you watch it and they're boxing, and so and one of, and one of them won't go down. He's just, and it's a bit like that. And Paul is saying when you're feeling pulverized, just, you know. Hold on to me. You're not, not standing in your own strength, but there comes a moment in my life when there's not much left in the tank. I don't feel very big. It's not the amount of our faith. You see, I, I would say it's, um, it's not the fact of my big faith, but my faith in a big God. I'm not being funny and pedantic, because this is why we read. So Jesus says, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, if you have faith, the, the grain of a mustard seed, if I had a mustard seed in my hand, if you had a mustard seed, in, one mustard seed you would hardly see it in your hand. A mustard seed. This is really interesting. Jesus is making a point here. With little, God accomplishes much. And it's not based on you and me. It's based on God. And even my faith. I don't know about you, but when I, I, I see healings, I see people testify to great, amazing things happening in life, and I think, oh, God, could I see that? You know, it's not down to you and me. It's not even the amount of faith that you muster trust him, even trust faith, even trust like a mustard seed, Jesus said you could move this mountain to there, it's quite spectacular, he's making a point, it's down to a big God, not a, not a, not a big faith Adrian, now I'm not saying this to just, you know, let me off the hook as it were, so that I can just, I cannot not even try, I cannot even follow God, I cannot even pray, I cannot even bring in my whole heart, God wants our whole heart, he wants us to pray, But he wants to say to you and I, it's not down to you and it's not down to me. It's really down to him. And when we understand that, you absolutely understand the world and everything. Because Jesus said then and then, this mountain will move to there. It's quite amazing. But we live in a world that says you've got to try, you've got to get up the ladder, you've got to make it. It's down to you. Harder, faster, more productive You've got to be a harder, faster, more productive Christian. And we imbibe that. I'm not saying we lay back and do nothing, but we bring our lives before God. And so this man, he says, he reaches out, and uh, he reaches out to Jesus. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel as if I'm hanging on by my fingernails. (laughs) If you had a mustard seed grain under your fingernail, you would not see it. You know when you do a bit of gardening and you get dirty nails or whatever it is? Mustard seed faith, you would not see it. I feel as if sometimes, and even if I had a bit of faith under my fingernails, that Jesus says, hanging on by your fingernails, it's enough to move mountains. I'm not just whooping it up. I'm not just saying it's biblical. This is true. But it's not something we hear enough of and encourage ourselves in our faith. The danger is this, and I've said this many times before, and I've done it in my own life. With the mustard seed, there are times when I've given up before I've known the answer or breakthrough, because it hasn't happened. I don't, I'm not big enough. I'm not good enough. I haven't got enough faith. Maybe God's not going to answer. And, I, and in the midst of uncertainty, are you there? And it's natural. We give up. We stand back. We let go. We drop off. And it's at that point that I probably, possibly, could miss out on a most amazing answer. This is a guy called Bishop... A guy. <laughs> I'm a bit irreverent. A man called Bishop J.C. Ryle. A really godly uh, Anglican bishop had gone on to be with the Lord, but had written many an amazing uh, commentary, an evangelical. And he said this about doubt. It's a beautiful statement and coming from a, a godly man. He said, Doubting does not prove that a man, man or woman, has no faith, but only that his faith is small. Listen to this. And even when your faith is small, the Lord is ready to help Isn't that beautiful? He's only quoting what we've just read in the story of the man who says, I'm doubting, but help me not doubt. And that was enough to see an amazing healing miracle. That's quite spectacular. I don't know what you're doubting over right now, what you're uncertain of, but bring that uncertainty and bring it to God. And an amazing miracle could happen. And so the man says in verse 24, he says, I do believe. Jesus said anything can happen to achieve for those that believe. He said, I do believe. And then he has a bit of a wobbly and he thinks, oh, I, do, but I do, but I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm uncertain. I'm, and there's this wobble. And, uh, but, but Jesus then, with the heart of the Father, his grace, reaches out and heals his son. How incredible is that? And so too for you and I. That can be your experience and my experience also this morning so it's not wrong to doubt but it's what we do with it which is important bringing our hearts before god it's not the amount of faith but it is exercising that faith and trusting god even if it's a mustard seed and in the midst of my uncertainty you're saying i'm not sure god can still it's down to a big god not big adrian and thirdly when in doubt keep talking Keep talking to God. Now, this is a biggie, and this is one that I feel challenged on. When in doubt, keep talking to God. Now, it's interesting. In verse 29 of the discourse with the man and the healing of this his son, and then the disciples privately speak to Jesus. Well, why, you know, why couldn't we do this? And in verse 29, Jesus said, this kind can only come out by prayer. We've got to keep talking. We've got to keep our conversation with God. Now, the danger is this. In the turmoil of uncertainty... We listen to many voices or none at all. This is the danger for you and for me. In my turmoil, in my uncertainty, we we either listen to lots of voices, all sorts of voices, and get counsel from everything and everyone, or we we, we don't listen to anyone or anything. No voice at all. And the key here is to keep so and so Jesus, this is by prayer. The key is keep talking. Prayer is talking and listening to God. And we talked, I've talked about this at great length. Have a listen to this on the power of conversational prayer. You don't even have to have a special time. It can be across the day, just speaking and listening to God. It's conversational. And I've talked about this at great length and the power of that. But Jesus said, this is the key. The disciples said, why couldn't we do that? And he said, let me let you into the key. Keep talking. Keep listening to God. That is the key to our life, your life and my uncertainties and my doubts. Uh, Even when you don't feel that he's listening or you're not feeling it and we've been reminded by that this morning when Sue shared a word about what we feel or don't feel, God loves us, loves you, cares about you. That's absolutely true what she shared this morning in that prophetic word. I love 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. And Peter is speaking to elders in the church that is undergoing persecution in the world at that time. And he's speaking to the elders of the church and their uncertainty and their worry. But this could be applied to all believers. And it's a very famous verse. 1 Peter 5:7 says, "Cast your cares or anxiety on him because he cares for you." Keep talking. It's what Peter is saying to the elders of churches that are going through persecution. In the Roman world, they were losing their lives. They didn't know who next would be taken and martyred. And he was saying, cast your anxieties on the Father. Keep your God cares. The Father cares. And so much more for you and I, not just for the elders of the church, then, but for you and I today. God wants us to keep talking. That's the key. But in the midst of uncertainty, that's easier said than done. But it's laying hold of that for you and for I. You know, um, keep talking to the people that we love. Keep talking to our Father. Keep listening to our Father. I'm going to end with a quote from a guy called Max Lucado. And he he said this. He said, our prayers, it's on, on prayer. And he said this. Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it, and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Isn't that so good? My prayer is not in me or you who says it, but in the one who hears it. No matter how feeble, or it's like, help! Just, just, just one word, help, could be a miracle in my life or your life today. It's to keep talking. And to, so if you think, well, oh, I can't say the words. I'm not at the place I used to be as a Christian. I'm not as eloquent. I don't feel the anointing. I don't see this in my life. I don't feel that. Does, it's not even just one word. Help! God sees, God hears. It's in him, not in me and not in you. And so that's how... Is it, is it as easy as that? Maybe it's not. But look, that's how we can deal with doubt. We... We, we're open and honest with God and ourselves. And as a church, we encourage one another to be open and honest and encourage one another in that. And, uh, and it's not based on the amount of faith, but bringing that seed. That mustard seed and exercising it and casting it before God and it's keep talking to him when you're going through it and also talk to someone else talk to a trusted Christian friend who can speak and support you and pray with you along the way in your life as well let's pray together the worship team are going to come back which would be great we're going to sing the song that um, Sylvia taught us uh, that, that speaks about bringing my lies and even my doubts before God,
1: which I thought was amazing when she shared that and we began to sing that this morning. Of course, Annette. Adrian took us into Proverbs last week, so I decided to have a a look through Proverbs. I've not read much in there recently. And some very familiar verses in Proverbs 3 that you'll know well. But I I looked at it in uh, the message. I don't always get everything from the message, but this week these verses have really challenged me. And it simply says, trust God. From the bottom of your heart. let me hang on, let me move it up a bit. No trust God from the bottom of your heart. don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Wow. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God and run from evil. And that in some way sums up what he's saying. We don't know it all. I don't understand it all. I can't work it all out. But I'm going to trust in God, because he does. And even if I don't see the answer, hey, does it matter? God knows. Let's bring our hearts, let's bring our hopes,
0: let's bring our fears. Let's bring our certainties. Let's bring our uncertainties. Let's bring our faith. Let's bring our doubts before God right now. Heavenly Father, you love uh, open hearts. Thank we, you know, To trust you, to open our hearts to you. You, you. Something about the heart of God that loves the open heart. And even if we struggle, we doubt, we're fearful, we're making mistakes, even when we sin, if we open our heart to you you love the open heart you love honesty oh Father God and sometimes to be honest is very painful because we're scared concerned hurt upset feel guilty letting you down letting others down but mighty God this morning see our hearts in this place see the open heart see the desire that's here this morning to want to please you to live for you and the desire that's there. See the struggle, see the pain, Lord. And answer as only you can, the Father and Creator of the universe who cares. I thank you that you know the hairs on my head. I thank you that you know me by name. And you know every name on the face of the planet. Oh, Father God, as all the peoples populate the earth like the sand by the sea, you know our name, you know who we are. And Father God, this morning, you know our circumstance from the beginning to the end. We've been reminded of that. We don't know, but you do. And so this morning, Lord, we want to place our lives in your hands, whatever that means. We're placing our lives in your hands. Certainty and uncertainty, all of it, once and all. Have us and have our lives. Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. In the name of Jesus. I pray for a release of miracles, Lord. Small miracles. What, what is a miracle for some? And one is not for another. But mercies, small mercies. Mercies to be released. In and through our lives and hearts, for people that are gathered here and people that are gathered on holiday or gathered at home, whatever, wherever, right now. Miracles of mercy and grace and love to be released wave upon wave upon wave. And in this place, wave upon wave upon wave, upon wave of your spirit, Lord. Let there be such an overwhelming wave of grace that sweeps us off our feet in the name of Jesus.